Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Kate Stevens, and you're listening to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. Welcome to another fun-packed edition of You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast, an informative and ent- hopefully entertaining podcast about lesser-known artists from a variety of different genres and musical nuances. So, what can we expect for tonight's show? As normal, we have our, our four sections, our head-to-head round, where we bring some new music to you and analyse it and digest it and take it apart and study its nuances. <laughs> <laughs> we then move on to our hidden masterpiece round, uh, intense hardcore genre musical challenge, and our artist spotlight. But more about those later. Joined with me in the virtual studio, uh, for we are still recording virtually. I have, as always, Richie. Say hello, Richie. What's up? I've got to stop doing that. It's so nineties, and I keep doing it. Well, hello, everybody. How are you? All right, mate. And we have Wayne. How are you, Wayne? I'm here. I'm all right. How's yourself? Not bad. A good day. And we also have joining us our very special guest, Kate Stevens. Hello, Kate. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hope you enjoy it as much as we She's will. She's sitting there thinking this is so fucking random. <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely Different. one of the more centric podcasts I've been on, that's for sure. <laughs> Excellent. We like that. Yeah. Um... That's why we're so high up in the charts on Spotify. Um, right. <laughs> um, well, I was going to ask a question. Uh, yeah, oh, actually, Neil, you can do ask about the um, the lockdown stuff. You're, you're, you're Are we allowed to talk about the lockdown still? Because this is a oh, bit controversial, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that podcast had it took down off Google Play because of it. No, we can, we're allowed to talk about it. We're just not allowed to give advice, I think it is. Oh, OK. Interesting. So, yes, um, obviously, you know, we, we, we're still in lockdown at the moment. We're still, um, we're still pretty pretty much worldwide. I think when we spoke to uh, Todd Warnermore last week, he seemed to indicate that uh, an island off the coast of Hong Kong is, is about to emerge from lockdown, but everywhere else is pretty much still in force. So, if you're new to the podcast, we, we normally just, just sort of go around the table and sort of find out how everybody's doing, how everybody's coping, and we, we give ourselves a score from uh, from 1 to 10, 1 being absolutely abysmal, I want to eat my own arm, to 10, actually, you know, I'm 
taking all this in my stride. I'm, I'm actually enjoying the, the time off, you know, the chance to just reevaluate life. So I'll go first. I think I'm, I'm about five at the moment. I'm a bit up and down, really. Just getting a bit fed up with it all, really. Um, but, you know, it could be worse. It's uh, You just get on with it, don't you? So, yeah, what, what, uh, we'll go over to Richie. What's your, what's your lockdown score, Richie? Nine, nine. Nine. You still, you still loving it? Not loving it. I'm just, just, just life in it. Getting with life. Just, it is what it is. Have Something you had new. a chance to use your crossbow yet? I haven't shot anyone yet. No, <laughs> no, but no. I, I'm, I'm still awaiting someone to try and break into my house as part of some sort of uprising again. I don't know, I, but I want, I do want to shoot someone. I'm sure you'll have the opportunity before all this is over. I'm hoping it's my neighbour. I can't stand him. Okay. I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I thought he was deaf. Ed, yeah. Ed, ed, <laughs> I thought he was Rick Shock. Edit all that out, please. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's, that's exhibit A, that is, mate, when you've done all this shit. You know this what I mean? This is, this is, this is why I should, you. This is should edit the show. <laughs> no, just don't say this shit, you know? <laughs> So, uh, so how about you, Wayne? What, what's what's lockdown like for you? Yeah, I'm I'm still alright. I'm I'm still annoying. You know, I haven't got the virus. I'm asked to be. I've, all of all that's been asked of me is to sit down on my fucking fat ass, and that's all I'm doing. So I'm annoying. I'm not in the front line. I'm not getting any grief. The sun's out. What's what's you know what's wrong with life? Nothing. Great. Yeah, it's ain't difficult, really, is it? Wayne's just uh, made me a ten. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> There you go. I think he's put me up to about the six. So, yeah, well, well done, Wayne. We appreciate the positivity. <laughs> Thank you for exactly. sitting on your fat arse and telling us about it. We appreciate you. Yeah, you fat bastard. Oh, now, come on. <laughs> no, no, he's that, fucking right, that, I'm telling that's you. That's got to be edited out. That's, no, po- no, that's, politically, that's politically incorrect. <laughs> politically incorrect if it's true. <laughs> he's a chubby cunt. <laughs> so, oh, you cut You have to go one further and use the C, didn't you? Oh, they don't say that in yeah. Canada. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> we, don't, we don't use that word in Canada. Oh, my days. <laughs> sorry, we, we, we forget about the borders and things. So, 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 so moving on, um, how, how's life in Canada with, with the whole lockdown thing, Kate? What, what score would you give yourself? Um, that's a great question. I would give myself probably like a 7.5. I'm like Ooh. thriving and surviving. And just like, it's just so weird because um, I, I just finished up uh, my last, no, my first year of uh, post-secondary and uh, we had to do it all online. And um, it made me kind of realize how much of a techno peasant I really am when it comes to like Zoom chats and just, um, and just all that fun stuff. <laughs> so it's been okay. And like, we've been gifted time, but at the same time, it's like, I have all this pressure that I'm like, oh, I need to write the next best album right now or else, you know? So, but I'm living, I'm, I'm, I'm booling over here, so we're good. Sorry, I just need, what? You've just started your second year of post-secondary, what, what was that, sorry? Oh, I, I just finished my first year of post-secondary. I'm at, uh, so post-secondary it's like- it's like further education. It's what we would consider yeah, to it's be like university, six, six form, college. maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay, got College. You. So Crazy I'm, I'm taking... I was, just, I, I was like, I don't know if you guys have... So it's like university or, or college or, or however that would be described over there. That's it, yeah. Lovely. So we're, we're all doing... Gotta say. Fantastic, then. Bothering Gotta me. say, techno-peasant wrote that down. That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> techno-peasant. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a good name for a band, that is. Like a, a techno-band. <laughs> I think it describes yeah. me, really, the amount of advice you have to give me on how to... I mean, I only learned how to use Google Drive a couple of weeks ago. 
Yeah. I think I had to send something through. We did some kind of recording. I had to send it through to these guys. And I'm like, it's just a file's too big. It's like 18, 18 gigabytes. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to Google oh, Drive. No. Yeah, I literally, did, I literally didn't know. It was, uh, it was I've been to the car, I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite scary how, how little I knew about modern technology. Come on, music, music, come on. Yes, 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 we're we are wasting a lot of time today. So, uh, so yes, um, we begin with our head-to-head round. Head to head. What are the scores at the moment? I know I'm doing shit. Uh, the scores are Richie's got five, I've got three, and you've got one now. Ah, right, okay. Five, three, one. Okay. All, all to play for. Who won last week? It was Rich, wasn't it? No, no, no it was me. Oh, it was you? Yes, yes, it was you. It was you. Yes, it was. It was, it was it you was indeed. Uh, so Todd, I, Todd I, picked my song. I guess you get to go first. I do. So uh, I mm. brought a band called Inanna and their song Nebaloo. Enjoy. Yeah. 
So that was Inanna with their song Nebelu. So I've come across these guys in the vault from last year. I think it might have been August from last year. And they found us through... Do you remember Zustra, Rich? Neil? Yes, remember I remember Zustra. Hey, girl, yeah. Zustra, yeah. She was the one... She, she works for uh, um, Rolling Stone magazine, doesn't she? In Germany, that's right, yeah. She was on the B-side, and then she released a new single, and I brought her song as a head-to-head. And... They're fans of Zustra, so they found us through us playing her song, and they sent us their stuff. So I thought it was a nice sort of segue into bringing this band. I'll read you a bit about them. They are an indie pop project of Hank Dorsey and Hannah Stewart. They are from California. Uh, In Hannah's signature sound uh, can be attributed to Dorsey's and Stewart's once disparate musical tastes, blending catchy melody um, supported by walls of harmony with flange guitars, synths, and flange guitars. Flange guitars. Uh, Inanna is a lo-fi band with a high-end vocal. And I've got another bit somewhere down here. I know we have. They released the Nebula is part of an album, and I can't remember what the hell it's called now. I can't see where it is. What is living? It's all right. I wrote it down um, in letters and then wrote it somewhere else. So yeah, um, they released an album this year. You wrote it down last in year letters. Called what is living? As, as, yeah, a, so as opposed to W I L W I L A T L. In you know just. I can't remember how you, what you, how you say it. But yeah, the album's called What Is Living Above the, uh, Above the Light. It was written during a three-month road trip out of the back of a Toyota Corolla Ellie and deals with the dark, uh, with dark personal themes. They've been, they've been compared to Bat for Lashes and Beach House. Like I say, I discovered these guys. They've been on my radar since probably last November, something like that. I wanted to bring them. You know, it's such an ethereal, haunting sound that they've got and it's really... You can you can hear the low finess of it, but that doesn't mean it's it doesn't sound cheap or anything like that. It's just it's just low fi. You know you can hear that it's a guitar. You can hear that it's you know lyrics sent through a processor, but those harmonies that bring in it's funny enough because um, we're going to be dealing with drone folk in the intense hardcore genre section, and there's elements of that in this. It's it's ethereal and it's haunting and it's you know there's that brilliant flange guitar all the way through and the way it's just you know it's like carelessly strummed it's really lovely I love the the harmony and 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 the the use of uh, Hannah Stewart's voice right the way throughout the song I think it's really good and I listened to the song a fair few times today to get a hold of the lyrics and I think that the song speaks of not being seen and and sort of getting lost in your own head you know and dealing with like introversion and self-doubt and that sort of thing you know the, the whole echo i'm talking to myself and that sort of thing great song as you've just heard so uh what's up with you kate what do you think of this i love it uh it touches on everything that you had talked about i really liked the harmony i'm a huge harmony person when it comes to like i sung in choir my whole life so i love that kind of stuff <laughs> um and it's always on my ear for when it comes to that um i really really enjoyed this track I'm excited to see what's coming up later for them. Like, do they have any upcoming releases? Do you know? I know that they've released the album What Is Living Above the Light. That that was the what uh, about August last year, and obviously everything mm-hmm. else has gone into lockdown now. So, yeah, I don't know uh, what their plans are. So, yeah. same as somebody else's, I suppose. <laughs> Just waiting for it to shift. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, I I really liked it. Cool. Excellent. Uh, Rich. May, um, oh, Wayne. Oh. <laughs> Didn't like this at all. This, I actually. Th- you might have to edit this. Um, the, uh, I thought her, her vocals. Just, just, were, just say it's not your bag and move on. I thought her vocals were flat, out of out of tune sometimes. Um, the musicality, the, there was no musicality, and it felt like she just stuck 
um, a load of reverb over everything like you'd stick salt and pepper over a bad steak however saying that saying that it might be a fact of it's um, transcended my musical way of thinking because I mean I used to think the same way about people like Bjork and even Kate Kate um, what was the name Kate Stevens no <laughs> no, we're going back further than that. The, the, the weird one. What was her name? Kate, Kate Bush. Uh, Kate Bush. Yeah, and uh, I, I eventually realised that yeah, that, that they were just further ahead in musically than I were. So I might be missing something here, and I probably am. It just didn't work for me. I'm sure it's brilliant, and I'm, I might just need to. It's like, look, for instance, the, the the genre challenge we're doing. If I hadn't have spent a, as much time as I had with it, it would be fucking dreadful, and I'd hate it. So it, it might be one of them. Neil. Uh, firstly, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Can you That's hear right, my cause... son running about downstairs? Nah. Fucking yeah. I can. It's doing my head in. Because um, I've just I've been I've been doing my usual thing and messing with my microphone and the green lights come on. Okay. It, it, it might have been there before and I just never noticed it. I think it's it's kind of getting a bit darker now and I think it probably was there before, but it it just concerned me slightly. What did you but think it, of the song, Neil? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back to that. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with a lot of what Wayne said. I think I'm I'm kind of somewhere in the middle of uh, of, uh, of you and Wayne, Rich. I kind of first time I heard it, I was like, this is odd. Give it a few listens and it started to grow on me. And I think what you said, Rich, about how it um, sort of transcends normal music, you kind of have to get yourself into that zone. And I think it's very much the, the lo-fi thing Wayne mentioned. I, you see, I, I, my initial reaction to it is I thought it was badly produced. But then on the second listen, I started to think maybe there's something I'm missing. Maybe there's an effect that they're going for. And I, I think that was it. I think it's... Well, if the, if the effect was not being able to tell what she's singing because the production, the, the production uh, her voice is lost in the production, then she nailed it. It did sound a bit in time, at times, like she was singing underwater. Yeah. But then, so does a lot of Radiohead, mm. and that's amazing. True. You know, I, so, hate, so, I hate Radiohead. Well, you know, that's debatable. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it, there, was def, there, there was definitely something unusual. It was uh, the word Wayne used that I was, I was going to use, which is ethereal. And uh, mm. another, another word I'd say is, es- I don't know if I can even pronounce this, esoteric. Esoteric, esoteric yeah. Yes. Um, very sort of, very sort of out there, and you know, uh, ethereal and, and full of uh, kind of atmosphere and emotion. Um, and her voice was amazing. I think that was my that was my thing about the the production or the the lo-fi quality, uh, whatever whatever way you, you want to look at it. The the vocal was was amazing, and the, the harmonies, as as you mentioned, were amazing. I I just like to hear that a little bit more prominent in the mix. But yeah, the um, the vocals were great. The flange guitar, as you mentioned a couple of times, was amazing. Overall, I liked it. I found the flange guitar didn't change all the way through the song, did it? It didn't need to. Mm. Yeah, but it, it was beautiful. It, it did for me. We, uh, we haven't had a song like this for a while. This, uh, this brought a bit of division, so if nothing else, it's... Mm. it's uh, Healthy debate, healthy debate. I will go... Plus, she's like a beautiful creature. She's stunning, if that's a, that makes anything. Like, just... A beautiful, beautiful person. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Okay. So we'll we, 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 we do like your song. It's just, it's just, it, it, it's I don't. He does. He just doesn't. He doesn't know it yet. I do. <laughs> that's the thing. I will go and check out more of their work so as I can see if, see, see if I'm missing something and maybe and hope hopefully it'll all click together then. Yeah. Well, it's just music bloggers in Canada are um, we're very polite. Like that's like <laughs> something that's. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I don't know what it is about Canadians, but but if I go to a show and stuff and someone just just doesn't oh, just oh it's awful, there'll still be people coming up afterwards being like, Oh, great job and, and, and stuff like that. So this is a this is so strange well, not strange, but I'm not even refreshing if that makes any sense. <laughs> but it's cool to hear people express their, their opinions in this way. Yeah. So. Can I you Canadians more the same though? You said you're too kind for your language, you you kind of people who you'd shoot someone for being pissed off with them and as soon as you, you, you shot them you'd go over and apologize i'm so sorry i don't know what's thinking <laughs> very nice people but, but, but that, that, that probably is a good um a good way to be for somebody who doesn't own a crossbow yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. well no let me tell you a story really quick um <laughs> you killed I... someone with a crossbow <laughs> no <laughs> i wish no i <laughs> I, I don't pick real winners sometimes. And uh, I dated a SoundCloud rapper, unfortunately. Um, and he wrote a song. Um, and he, he poured his heart and his soul into it. And I couldn't say that it was bad because it was about me. And it was, it was, and so I just, I just looked at him and he, I was like, oh, you wrote me a song. Like I didn't say anything <laughs> other like than. Like you'd say to a other child. Yeah, it was just kind of like, do you like it? And I was like, you wrote me a song, like very surprised. And um, I hope he's having a good day. But uh, anyway, that was a, a tangent that I had to go off on. Accidentally patronizing. Anyway, anyway. Yes, moving anyway. on. I think it's probably, uh, you can go next, Rich, because you're the runner up at the moment. Okay, um, right, so I'm bringing the song 10% by Gracie, Ma- is it Grace Martin or Gracie Martin? Gracie, according we'll to the email. Gracie Martin then, yeah. Listen!
So that was Gracie Martin. That was 10%. Uh, can I correct you? It was Gracie Martin and the So Beautifuls. That was Gracie Martin and the So Beautifuls. Thank you. With their song, 10%. Um, Gracie Martin and the So Beautifuls. Born in Rochester, New York, Gracie has spent nearly the past decade in Philadelphia. Gracie's fantasy folk pop project, Gracie Martin and the So Beautifuls, is in transit, having spent the summer touring the East Coast, Midwest, and moving out of her nearly decade-long residence of Philadelphia. Gracie is embracing change and moving through past trauma. Her upcoming release, Purge and Process, Old Ideas About Love... What? Persian process ideas about okay while attempting to resist becoming intoxicated by her own unconscious behavior mm. um i just i don't it's just a lovely piece of music this was a really interesting mm-hmm. use of the violin i think it was i think there might have even been some viola in there at one point you know you've got that like urgent the way they're using the violin it's like it represents urgency in some films, like horror films, but it was put into the song. And <laughs> that kind of sound. Type of thing, yeah. 
but it was it, it was used in this and it was beautiful and the whole song was kind of and all of the the build up to it it built it, it wasn't like an instantaneous build up it, it was gradual but and it kind of changed when it started off it was definitely folk it felt like folk indie but then later mm-hmm. on the song it felt more pop maybe pop indie it was it, it kind of changed transcended itself and I'm using the word transcend a lot today but it kind of moved into a different kind of, the, the whole song seemed to evolve from one thing into another but it did it really well what did you think um Neil very very unusual but I liked it it completely threw me it, it, it was so off kilter it, it got my attention um and I, I think what you said about the um, it transcending itself, it yeah, there were there were a load of different genres. It flowed through, yeah, as you say, it started off very folky. You know, my thing. I really like sort of build and progression, and um, and there was a lot of build and progression in this. I think um, it's like a, a sort of double bass kind of like underpinning it. Um, it, it. It sounded like too too sort of polished to be a bass guitar i'm not sure it's like a uh, mm. a sort of double bass or something like that um he was just he was just beautifully structured amazing vocals um, great instrumentation um yeah what's not to like really mm-hmm. it um the bit the building it was so subtle as well though that you, you almost yes. didn't realize that it was happening it yeah, it's one of those where at the end of it, you feel like you listen to a completely different song and you're kind of like, when did that happen? Yeah, yeah. It disorientated me a little bit in a good way. Discombobulated me. Discombobulated. Kate, what did you think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I like this one. I really, really like this one. Um, I think she's fantastic. I thought it was just the right amount of like folk and like dream pop and kind of that bedroom pop that's popping up all over Spotify playlists right now. Felt really, really Joanna Newsome. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, This was the first one that I listened to in the, in the email chain that you guys had sent. And um, it it sounds like the kind of stuff that's coming out of Calgary right now of uh, it's still on the kind of indie um, really kind of pushed back on the production, but but really, really nice. And yeah, the instrumentation was beautiful in it. And I lightly stalked her on Facebook and she's got a great brand and she really knows what she's doing. So I'm excited to see what she's got coming up. Yeah, uh, now you mention it, the production, it was a bit laid back on the production, but I think that was good. I think, I think if it was overproduced, yeah. it would have felt a bit maybe too cheesy pop, like going into the area of like um, Katy Perry type stuff and like cheesy yeah. pop. Yeah, it, it, this- it, it felt... It felt kind of on like the production level of like Kate Nash and like that kind yeah. of stuff. Of, um, it still feels somewhat home produced, but there is a producer like pushing it forward and and and, and working together on that. So I really it, really liked it. It, it kept it real. kept it, orga- that was yeah, the thing. it kept it organic it and it didn't feel synthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Go on then, Wayne. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a really nice contemporary pop track. I, I don't agree with what Neil was saying that it's off kilter. I you know. I've heard this sort of style of music a lot in England. It's, it's it's not something that's jumping out of the box of me straight away. It's a really well-produced track, and I think that it's something that happened last week with one of the tracks we brought that was, it just, there's enough, you know, the producer, he's, he's letting every instrument breathe, and it, it gives it this whole sort of organism, you know, and, and where you get the processed beats sitting with the organic 
instruments and they work in symmetry rather than being smashed together you know and he gives it he gives it layers i agree what you're saying about a vocal a vocal feels like a live track at times it feels like Mm -hmm. she just walked in the studio and sang it and then walked out again you know um, and if it wasn't for the harmonies, I'd think that's exactly what it is. You know, um, I mean, it could well be. And I've just put the vocal, uh, the vocal tuning on afterwards. It's, uh, it reminds me a bit of our friend Catherine Alley. Remember Catherine Alley? We've had her on the yes. show a couple of times. Sorry, I was, on, I was on mute then because I'm trying to listen to Neil Sunk, so I can't remember what it was. Carry on. And I read through the lyrics. Um, it seems to be about um, a degenerative. A degenerative love, you know, a destruction of, um, a de- like, and talking about the destructive power of desire, and and it's a great use of. Um, she uses food as a, as a segue into the song, you know, and it sort of it sits with what happens between her and this this man, and she's using analogies of food, you know, which is where the ten percent comes from. Uh, the ten percent is, you know, the the line is something like you. You chewed up all your food, and all you left me with was ten percent. Some, you know, some really, really mm-hmm. quite scathing lyrics in there. It's really good. Um, yeah, liked it a lot. So there we go. Right, um, so, uh, see, I'm not a cunt. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm being honest, Wayne. If I don't like the song, I don't like the song. I was trying to be uh, anyway. Fucking shut. Wait, no, Neil. Should, should, we, should we move on to mine? Yeah. So uh, the song I've brought this week is uh, "The Wish" by April Events. So uh, enjoy. Your word. 
that was the uh, the wish by April Events. Uh, April Events is uh, basically a solo project of a uh, describes himself as indie rock veteran Jim Lindsay. Uh, Jimmy's known for drumming, recording, and touring with Oranger, Spiral Stairs, the Preston School of Industry, the Flipsides, Paula Fraser. And the high watermarks in brackets apples in stereo. I, I've not heard of any of them, but he he's he's obviously played in a number of bands. So the um, he releases solo solo material. He's produced himself under the under the name of April Events. Um, so yeah, this this kind of it's it's very uncomplicated. It's it, it, there's there's nothing um, nothing groundbreaking in there, but it it's just got an absolutely killer hook. It's you know the, the minute the, the, the minute it sort of started off and you get that that sort of opening not really riff just that that sort of chord progression it's like it stays in your head it, it grips you in a good way um, and there's energy behind it there's passion vocally he reminded me a lot of uh, I'll bum off him but his name escapes me died recently um, massive drug user Tom Petty. Yeah, he, uh, his, his vocal reminded me a lot of Tom Petty. But yeah, it just just the sheer energy of the song, I think, was was great. The, the lyrically, um, it feels like there's like a, a really dark message in there somewhere about you know, you know kind of uh, it's almost like somebody striving to better themselves. Um, you can um, you you can wish that this will change, but it's like this sort of a sort of melancholy that you know the person probably won't. There's a, there's a, there's a brilliant line in there uh, about getting out of your own way, which, uh, to be honest, I think was stolen from you too. But but then they uh, they've stolen a lot of tax from the Irish government, so we'll forgive him. We'll we'll we'll, we'll forgive him for that. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Um, yeah, I just it, it, it's just 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 everything about me about it. It was simple, uncomplicated. Did what it needed to. Had passion and energy. I liked it. Um, so let's go over to you first, Wayne. <laughs> my, my first note here is this: this song is so Neil that it may as well be called Neil by Neil from the album Neil Volume One because this, this is exactly the sort of thing I I, I, I expect. This in your wheelhouse, you know. It's, Indeed. It's, it's got flavours of REM in there. It's got flavours of Talking Heads. Um, I was getting a bit of Weezer from the sound of the guitar. And, I mean, the, the, the guitar riff, I was getting, you know, the song Coffee and TV, uh, Blur. Oh, Blur, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was getting I was getting um, shades of that from, from the guitar work. Oh, the guitar riff, sorry. Um, you, you said Tom Petty. I was getting David Byrne. Is it David Byrne? It is, isn't it? David Byrne from Talking Heads. I'm sure it's David Byrne. I'm not really, I've, I've, never, I've never really listened to any talking heads. They do the road to nowhere. Yeah. That's, that's um, the only song there. Road to nowhere. Yeah. And of course, um, you may find yourself, as it called, Days Go By. And the days go by. That was the weirdest video I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. That bloke was not normal. He's a weird chap. All the drugs. Like I said, there's definitely influences from from Talking Heads in there, you know, in the use of the synth and uh, the way it sort of vibes in there. It sits on top of the other music yeah. and sort of gives it an unbalance. Lyrics-wise, um, I listened to it three or four times today to try and get a gist of the lyrics. I couldn't really follow the gist of the lyrics. It didn't seem to have like a, a narrative story or something like that. It seemed to... I'm sure it works for, for, for some people. I couldn't really follow it. And it's, this might just be me, but I felt like when we got to the chorus... It lost some of its power. It lost some of its flow. It needed something to elevate it a bit. It seemed to just 
he put some distortion on the bass and, and the guitar, but he didn't move it in the mix. It sort of just stayed at the same level as the chorus, uh, so as the verse. So it, it sort of, on about the third listen, it sort of melded into one. But yeah, um, yeah, decent enough. Kate. <laughs> um, yeah, this was this was definitely on the on the verge of dad rock for me. Um, <laughs> that's me all over. I'll take that. <laughs> um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily listen to it um, again. Like it wouldn't be probably one of my my top listened to songs. Very very nice in the in the vein of like an indie rock. Um, like you said before, felt very Weezer, felt very REM. Yeah, it it uh, it didn't it didn't uh, affect me like the other tracks did. Like I didn't listen to it again. Like I wasn't inclined to. But all in all, I mean, it was a nice little rock song, and uh, it was it was it was great for for what it is. So, Aww. you know. That's Kate's way of saying she didn't like it. <laughs> no. See, that, that, that's how, that's just, how you do it, Rich. That's constructive. <laughs> it just for me, it, it sounded like I could go to any bar right now and listen to someone doing that. Well, not right now, of course. But um, back when the bars were open, yeah. it would be like a Thursday night and you'd be out with your friends and this guy would be playing with a Bose dual system. Getting paid drink tickets. That's kind of what I felt with it. Um, but all in all, really nice writing. Um, I like the lyrics a lot, um, but wasn't my cup of tea, so to speak. Okay. Well, for me, I thought this took me back to the late 90s, early 2000s Christian music, Christian pop, like uh, the Newsboys. Um, I, I didn't think that to begin with, but now you come to mention it, yeah, I can see that uh, that sort of vibe yeah, to it. I didn't dislike it. I, um, it didn't wow me, but I, yeah, it was musically good. I, yeah, it was... It was it was it's finally something that I could stick on a play. Probably not my most regular listening playlist, but I would stick on a playlist. It's um it, it's yeah. It was very very listenable. I enjoyed it, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm not going to pick it apart. It just is what it is. It's a nice bit of pop rock. Yeah. So, mm, I'll leave so it there. I guess uh, all that's left now is the all important verdict. But before we get that. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to top up our drinks and uh, leave you with this little commercial. Hi, got a question for you. Have you got a shit beard, a pubic mess around your mouth and face that looks like a badly kept vagina? Well, I've got some good news for you. You can get 15% off at RuneSilk. They have some of the best beard and face products I've ever used. No shit. Hands down. So click the link in the description now to go and get your products for 15% off. Or use the discount code YHHTMPC at RuneSilk.com. They also sell sunglasses that are really fucking cool and stop your eyes from burning out and shit. So get over there now and get yourself a face and a mane that would make fucking Aslan jealous and a Viking princess wetting her britches. Stop having a shit beard. You can thank me later. So, welcome back to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. (laughs) 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 Am I still on mute? No, 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 you're back. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, so, uh, so, uh, well, I don't have to follow that really. Um, we, uh, the, we're at the end of our head to head round, so all that remains is for our all important verdict. Uh, Kate, over to you. Tell us which song you liked best this uh, episode and why. Uh, this episode, I am going to have to go with 10%. I thought that that was a great track and, um, it made me want to listen to it again. I think Gracie Martin, the So Beautifuls, really have a what I want when I listen to dreamy folk indie pop. And um, I think that might be my winner for this round. Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> well done, Gracie Martin, the So Beautifuls. Well done, Rich, for bringing it. It's not a competition, though, is it? It is not a competition, which is just as well, because I, I am losing horrendously. Um <laughs> <laughs> but but I, but I do but I do love my dad rock. Yes, so, you do. So I'll, I'll keep bringing it regardless. I don't care. It'll get to the point where because um, I, I tend to email these bands uh, and just just let them. In fact, I haven't emailed um, Jim Lindsay yet. I'll do that after the show and just sort of forewarn them that they're going to be on the show. And it'll get to the point where our reputation will grow to such a point when they'll be like, "Oh shit, Neil's emailed me." <laughs> <laughs> that must mean my that must mean my song's fucking terrible. Yes. No, why, that's why not. Why, your, your song wasn't terrible, Neil. Your way. <laughs> your song wasn't terrible, Neil. It was just dad rock. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think this week's going to get us any uh, thumbs down on YouTube's because we offended the artists too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, right. anyway. Um, yeah, move, moving moving swiftly along. Uh, hidden masterpiece. Hidden masterpiece. Right, so that actually hurt a little bit. It does, it does, doesn't it? Oh, I know this well. So, hidden masterpiece. So, the hidden masterpiece is a uh, a lesser known song by a famous artist. So, it could be something like a B side or an album track, uh, a song that you know maybe you would like because you're familiar with this artist and you know all of their works and you've devoured absolutely everything about them. But the casual listener may have never come into contact with. So, um, who are you bringing for your hidden masterpiece this That's week? Nice description, Kate? Neil. Yeah, I-, I was quite impressed with it. <laughs> so, uh, so yes. What, what what have we got to look forward to? For our, oh, uh, sorry. Before I uh, b- b- just before you tell us what you've brought, Kate. Uh, I should say for copyright reasons, we're not going to play this song. So, uh, if you do want to sort of listen into the conversation and contribute in your own way to the uh, analysis you're about to partake in, the the links to the song will be in the show notes. Pause the podcast now. Go and have a listen to it. So then you'll know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, so Kate, finally over to you. What what song have you bought for the hidden masterpiece? I chose the acoustic and live version of Evergreen by Yeba. Um, Yeba is a soul singer, uh, born and raised in the states, and she's worked with people like P.J. Morton for the How Deep Is Your Love collaboration, um, and that was up for best traditional R&B performance at the Grammys in 2019, and I think they won. But this song is is just absolute butter i can listen to this any any moment of any day and just sob um it uh it has such deep gospel roots and um and the harmonies are just so tight and her riffs and her runs are 
absolutely perfect. So it is a uh, it is really the most perfect song for me. She wrote it about her mom who committed suicide, um, and uh, it's just touching and beautiful. And uh, I adore I adore the singer. So that's what I brought, and uh, I hope everyone likes it. It's gonna be it's one of my favorite songs. So <laughs> let's go with you, Rich, uh, first. What 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 um, what are your thoughts on this tune? Am I like the I've got some good news and some bad news. Which do you want first? I'll have the good. I'll have the bad news first, so I can enjoy the good okay, news. Shoot. Is this like we'll get Richard out of the way first, so as we can get the good stuff afterwards? Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I, I really liked it. it. Went straight onto my playlist. So, and then I, but I'll just echo everything Kate just said. I can't really add anything to it. It's just a nice. I think it's a perfect piece of pop music. I, I've never heard of her, but uh, she's mm-hmm. obviously very popular. I mean, looking on Spotify, she's got like over nearly three million monthly listeners, is it? Three, no, nearly four. Nearly four uh, million monthly listeners. So she's obviously very popular, but I've never heard of her. Um, mm. As for whether I think it's a hidden masterpiece, to me... Oh, well, don't well, blow well. your load too early. Old Jurassic. Oh, this is my opinion. Okay, <laughs> what? Oh, fuck all of you um, I like it, it's good I really enjoyed it Thank you Kate for introducing me to this artist that I did not know Wayne Right, I'll, I'll give you some bits and bobs Yabba is By the way, don't put Yabba Is she related Google, to Dabba like Doo? <laughs> no, it's Abby no. backwards That's her name <laughs> Ah, that makes sense Yeah. If you put <laughs> if you put ya- Yabba into uh, Google uh, you find out loads of stuff about crystal meth. <laughs> right. So, so Yeva, as uh, as Kate just said, is Abby Smith. She's from West Memphis, Arkansas. Evergreen, uh, which is the song Abby's sorry, not Abby. Katie's bringing is 15 million uh, listens on Spotify. She first came to notoriety for her backing vocals for Chance the Rapper mm-hmm. on his song. Some Drugs, Same Drugs, sorry, on Saturday Night Live in 2016. She released her debut single, Evergreen, in 2017. Uh, she was co-signed to Ed Sheeran's record label, performing on the So Far Sounds of a song called My Mind, Brought Him to Tears. So he, uh, And she performed the song a week after the death of her mum, uh, after the suicide of her mum. Uh, she's, uh, oh Christ, it's, it's it's who she hasn't collaborated with. You know, she collaborated with Ed Sheeran. She's, you know, it's massive. Mumford & Sons, Sam Smith, Zane Lowe, you know, it's it's massive. She discovered in 2016, but she's only put out seven singles since then in four years. There's no album I could find of on Spotify. So she's either dragging her feet or she's just a very in-demand artist. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I can think, because she's done lots of stuff. Um, as as Kate said, you can hear the influence of the church in this, in the in the organ. It's not a pipe organ, it's a reed organ. You, know, you can hear it in there. She's got a great voice. I think she's completely hidden from us Brits, because I've never heard of her. Have you ever tried getting a pipe organ in a fucking studio? No, a reed organ. Of course, of course it's a reed organ. You could, no, you just go out to a church, don't you? <laughs> you, can, you record on location, yeah. it's possible. Um, Suppose. Have you noticed that songs by people from like Memphis and um, Tulsa and places like that are always, they always seem to have lines about the river in there because she, she sings about the river and I always associate mm. river 
lyrics with gospel as well. So, so yeah, uh, Neil. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. It, um, it isn't the kind of thing I would normally go out my way to listen to, so I, I kind of had to get past myself, really, too. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely the, they're very gospel influence, as we've said. The vocal harmonies are absolutely amazing. Like we've said, like we've all said, I'd never heard of Yeba before. In fact, I um, I actually was expecting a Swedish 70s pop band, and uh, I thought maybe you'd spelt it wrong. <laughs> um, so, so, so he completely threw me, but... Uh, uh, yeah, ab- absolutely beautiful sound. Mm-hmm. Um, very well crafted, very well structured. Um, and I, I will check out some more. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, is it the masterpiece? What we thought. Is it a masterpiece? Um, so, yeah, back to you, Rich. What were you going to say earlier before we cut you off? Um, on paper, no, it's not. It's got over 15 million listens. However, for me personally, it's a hidden masterpiece. So, I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to. Pretty much echo what Rich says. I think it. Uh, my 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 sort of take on it going into the podcast was, it's not a true hidden masterpiece because this Yeba isn't isn't famous enough because I've never heard of her. And then when when you when you all said you'd never heard of her either, I kind of thought, well, yeah, it's um it's definitely not not big enough to be a hidden masterpiece. But then the numbers speak for themselves. I think it's it's so well hidden. It hasn't really made it over here. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's a hidden masterpiece. Wayne? It doesn't matter what I say, but I don't think it is. You don't? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> what, what do you care to elaborate on why? Um, well, that, she's, she's not a big enough artist, and I don't think she's put out enough body of work for it to be considered a masterpiece if she hasn't, you know, you've only got seven songs to compare it to. So that's my reasoning behind it. So no. It's Definitely a big enough artist. You even said yourself she's in so much demand. To me, that's, that's a big artist. Awkward yeah. silence. Anyway. Yeah, fair enough. It, it, it is 100% hidden master. Well, 66% a hidden masterpiece, uh, which hidden is good enough. Which, which is good enough to consider it to be a hidden masterpiece. Yes, it's yes. in the, the Hall of Fame. Have you got a sound effect for us, Wayne? No. <laughs> oh, right. no. Normally he does something funky and plays some kind of fanfare or whatever. He'll, if, he'll uh, edit if the it. In the editor, do you, Neil? Oh, I thought I thought you did it live with that new magical box of tricks you've got. No, no, I've got, I've got a sad trombone. Anymore. That's all I've got, mate. It does it oh, post-production. Okay, well, I, I thought you did it live the other week. But no. Maybe, maybe I dreamt of that. Okay. Uh, I'm longing for better days. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so yeah, that was the uh, thank you, thank you very much for bringing that. Um, everybody, go and check out um, Yeba. Chances are, if you're listening to this in the UK, you probably haven't heard of her because we hadn't. But then that might just be but us. Then we, we don't might... really follow popular music at the moment, do we? I suppose we don't. <laughs> no, so uh, that's the problem with listening to unheard music or you All know, you day, every of, day. You lose track of what's 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 currently um, down with the kids. Down with the kids. <laughs> Is that what they say, Neil? Down with the well, kids. It's coming out with all the dads. I have been accused sayings. already of bringing dad rock. So you dad, know, I've, I've... dad rock and dad sayings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm all right. Wow. I'm down with the kids. I I, I am the oldest person <laughs> here. <laughs> Oh. By a couple of months. Yeah, so that's the hidden masterpiece. Thank you for bringing that, Kate. We move on to uh, what round are we on next? That's side called Johnny Musical Challenge Mode. Go! Mm. I do have a sound effect for this. Oh, dear. <laughs> Go yeah. on, then. Put your, sound eff- <laughs> put, your sa- put your sound effect on. Show him how it's done, Wayne. <laughs> Oh, 
you just, she just, you're just going to edit me out then. Is what you can do there. <laughs> no, I think, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think he flows with the double introduction. But uh, <laughs> yes, so uh, last 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 week's show, Todd Warner Moore was Todd not Warner Moore, wasn't he? Challenged yeah. Richie to yeah. being the uh, the genre of drone folk. Oh, he did, yes. So you really got into this, didn't you, Rich? I didn't understand it, and I struggled with it. Tell us I, about your journey. I'm excited. I looked all over the internet, and I did what, and by looked all over the internet, I did what everybody, all of us do. We just go straight onto Spotify and type in the genre and hope for the best. Got, no, so, not so, me, because I don't, I, don't, I don't have Spotify. I do the same with YouTube. Well, I do that as well. That was my, that was my next step, and I struggled, and I thought, well, actually, it'd be better to get a lesser-known artist to do it. So I put it out on Twitter, and then we can play the song as well because we'll have permission to play it. So you know, that's what we do. We we play, you know, give a platform for lesser-known artists. So, and I thought this is so niche that no one is gonna is gonna contact me. And to be fair, it took a while, and I'm surprised somebody did, and uh, a few people did. And uh, so I forget his name, but a guy got a hold of me, and uh, he seemed a bit shy. He didn't want to do it, but he he, he put me in contact with um, Alison of um, the uh, oh god. You have to edit this. So, something Bible study, wasn't it? United Bible. United, United Bible, Bible study. Bible, but she's part of different collaborations, and we'll put all of the different links to the different people within the um, the description, the podcast description, the show notes, so you can check out all of her work and all the people she's worked with. But for me to describe would be an injustice to the genre. So I've had a little chat with her. So what follows is the chat I had with Alison about drone folk. Yes, I think that there are there are a lot of people you could you you could you could involve in this sort of exercise. But picking one certainly we do fit the bill, and we sort of psych folk experimental um, collective um, been going since two thousand and one. So drone has been very much a part of 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 the music um, for many years now, and a, a lot of. Uh, Traditional artists are now using incorporating drone into their performances and their recordings, which doesn't always please the purists. But um, it's <laughs> it's it's a it's it's something they've adopted because it's you can you can actually play a drone under a song and you can wander and roam with a song, and it's particularly good for for traditional songs where you you know there'll be the same melody for four lines, but little variation, but they're often sung unaccompanied, and with a drone underneath, it's really actually a perfect way of of producing a lovely sound. And so we we've we've been doing that for a long time. Yeah, obviously with traditional folk, you wouldn't have been able to have that drone because it'd have been done on a lute or something. They wouldn't have been able to sustain the note. So in a sense, it, it's kind of like bringing an old old fashioned old fashioned um, sound, uh, music into the into the twenty first century, if you like. Yes, well, in fact, you know, the, the the you can use many instruments. Obviously, a lot of synthesizers and Moog and those sorts of instruments um, can be used to create a drone. But in fact, if you look at uh, very old instruments like a harmonium, okay, yeah. or the shruti box, which um, I use and and Dave uses a harmonium, um, these instruments are perfect for droning and. Um, they're very, very old. So they've been used... The, the Shruti box is an Indian instrument, and uh, I use it a lot because I don't play... I wasn't trained in music uh, through the grades as such, so I use a variety of instruments, most of which produced drone sounds. 
And they're very old, some of them. So, you know, uh, yeah. harpsichords have been used for many, many years. And the Indian instrument, uh, the shruti, is is, is an absolute staple. Yeah, I suppose when when you think about it, yeah, there are many different. Uh, I mean, like the pipe organ, for instance, or you've got yes. the bagpipes and any well, type of yes. wind In instrument. Fact, the the Ilan pipes here and and other pipes, you know, the, um, in in Belgium and in, and in England, for instance, other pipes and uh, uh, you know there is certainly for Ilan pipes, the, there's a whole drone quality and a lot of. Um, a lot of uh, traditional bands and artists are now using pipes not just to play a melody but to create a drone and to to collectively make a drone with other instruments that builds up in intensity you know if if a song has really got a big story a murder ballad or something for instance you can create a drone effect with pipes and other instruments building up and up and up to to quite an intensity so you know those are also very old instruments yeah, how do you find singing to a drone? Because there's no obvious time pattern to to sing to with a drone. With traditional music, you can sing along with the music, but with this, there's no. And some of the music doesn't have a drum beat in the background. So, do you, are you counting in your head as you're singing, or are you just hoping for the best, or do you just work together in some sort of union, and that seems to work out? Well, United Bible Studies are, are you know, we do we do uh, some gigs and concerts where we have structured sections, but a lot of it is improvised, and the improvisation is is always loose. And sometimes a beat will come in even over a drone. It might be a single drum beat on a baron, say, or it could be on a synth coming in artificially on a synthesizer. Um, you know, you don't have to count. So essentially, the beat that you add into the song isn't really for a beat or rhythm. It's more of a, an effect. Yes, it, it it does. But I mean, you can you can you don't have to count over over it at all. It's 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 free, free. It's very free. Yeah. But you can you you know if you're used to improvising, which I am for a long time now. So I joined United Bible Studies in two thousand and eight. Um, but my background is original music from from way 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 back because the first band I was in you know it's fifty years ago so you know I'm used to improvising and you can improvise really uh, uh, and and you get taken away over uh, uh, with a drone underneath you know you can you can really express yourself in a very sort of spiritual way which is soothing as well it's it's it would almost be like you know doing yoga with a chant or meditation. With mantra, you, it, it's similar in feeling. You can really get swept away with vocal improvisation or playing an instrument over a drone, playing a, a fiddle or, or anything over a drone, you know, with a solid, in, intense drone beneath. It's like layering. It's beneath everything, but it's driving everything forwards. Yeah, it's very prevalent in TV, TV and movies. Of, 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 well, I think it is anyway. When I, when I think of it now, I think back at some TV uh, programs and some movies, it provides a great background for certain scenes. You you know you would you would you would watch something like that and, and a scene where there there's sort of imminent danger or something like that. There might be a, you know a menacing drone which really gives you the effect of something. 
something is going to happen, you know. But yeah, I mean, it, it, the thing is that um, it's not quite such a niche thing as it used to be because a lot of uh, well-known uh, traditional musicians and folk folk rock uh, bands, etc., they they are using an element of drone, and it's very very common now. It's much more widespread. There are traditional musicians here who are using it in a very mainstream way and it, it, you know people people are listening to it in in mainstream music so it has kind of come out of the the whole uh, niche market thing into into a wider sphere yeah it's not quite you don't want to say underground it doesn't sound it's not like a, an, an underground genre like um hip hop used to be but it's um a less Oh, I don't want to say less respected, but a less understood genre, I think. Well, it can be very esoteric and very experimental, but there are people who, who you know, manage to, to kind of bend it to their own will and, and, and make it more personal. Make it, and some of them have made it much more mainstream as a result, but there are a lot of others that still, it's still very, um, you know, it's very experimental and they can they can play a lot of experimental music and sounds over a drone because it just holds everything there. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine there's a lot, of, there's a big jazz influence in there uh, somewhere. I've got that, the whole loose... Um... Experimentation and improvisation. But it, it, it is a very... Um, I find that because I'm using a Shruti, um, the Indian Shruti box, and I have an Omnichord, which really is 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 a chordal electronic instrument but it, it you know it it plays drones chords as drones and it's very useful for improvising over or writing songs i write a lot of songs on these instruments and uh, i have no trouble with that mm. at all because i feel very free and then they can be you know they can be they can be in free time but sometimes when they're recorded they're brought into a rhythm Okay. So it's very versatile, but it, it, it can create atmosphere and emotion, which I think is very important in, in, in getting across in music. I'm, I'm a very passionate uh, writer and performer. I, I really, you know, feel the music. And the uh, drone is, is very good for, for, for getting emotion across and for getting a sort of spiritual sense across as well. And, uh, and it and can be very soothing. I did notice that the droning wasn't always subject to the music, but sometimes you used elements of drone in the vocals. The vocal droning is really, really something. Um, you know, because I love to experiment uh, with voice, and uh, David Coulihan, who has a, a very lovely voice, it, you know, similarly likes to experiment with voice, and he, he has this thing called the Bear Ruin Choir, which we... Put bits of it out in 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 various works that we do, um, and we it's kind of uh, something that we recorded as a big piece of work, and we use parts of it in in various recordings. But it's a lot of it is vocal droning, and it's all improvised completely. Uh, uh, you know, shades and 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 volume intensity, and uh, but it's 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 vocal droning, and uh, you know we we find it's 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 very you know it's. It's really quite amazing to do it. It's 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 really fulfilling. Yeah, it creates kind of like an audio landscape in your head. You know, yes, what, what I hear will create a big, different picture in my head to what somebody else. And I, I, I love that. You know, being able to put my own story to it. And there's a lot of music out there that does it, but it's 
less appreciated than the, 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 the rubbish that's out at the moment, unfortunately. <laughs> I think people don't like to be able to think for themselves and I'd rather just, yeah, anyway. There'll be all the very left field stuff who, who are doing it. But, you know, people like Lancome are very no, well known here. Uh, Karine Polwart, uh, the Untanks, they're all using, uh, you know, drones uh, uh, and shruti box and uh, that sort of pipes and things and they're very well known in their field very well known so you know it really has kind of branched out into the mainstream you might say yeah and for our listeners who uh, what what would you recommend out of your repertoire to give as i exa- an example of drone a well, folk drone well, I mean, there's this drone that appears in... Um, United Bible Studies has a very large back catalogue because we've been going since 2001. And, uh, you know, it can be found in many places. Um, you know, the Three Barrows Round, which is a recent EP, and uh, the the Cave Hill Ascension, which is, is more of a vocal work, uh, which is the album released before that last year. Um, the, there's a lot of work there where, you know... Drone, drones can be found. So, you know, any of our back, back catalogue, really. And Dave, Dave, uh, Dave Coulihan and myself have our own, um, you know, we're solo artists as well. So, you know, the, we, we're very prolific. We, we, we collaborate with a lot of different artists, like-minded artists. And, uh, you know, we, we, we used to we're used to kind of improvising over very, very small and little kind of scraps of music that are sent to each other and then we build them up into something and a lot of a lot of it it, it contains droning so any of any of our solo work or our united bible studies work gray malkin who we collaborate with quite a lot he's got a lot of work too you know all of these artists have all found in band camps and websites i have a website um United Bible Studies has a band camp and we all have individual ones as well. If you send those over, I'll put them in the show notes so people can you know, find check you. Check out some of our individual ones. I have a lot of solo work. Dave has a lot of solo work and, you know, we, we kind of, you know, we, we collaborate with a very wide circle of people. I mean, at any time, there can be four people who are contributing to a United Bible Studies recording or there can be 12 and in fact over time there have been 200 or more live contributors wow. people who come in and out because it's uh, it's a it's an experimental collective but we kind of nailed down to to um, a core group of four at the moment but anything goes and we're constantly changing and evolving I suppose that keeps it exciting doesn't it it does yeah well, we're always looking for a something new to try and uh, you know that's that i mean that's what musicians should be doing yeah it is yeah i was quite taken with bonnie at morn but i didn't feel it kind of um demonstrated the the drone as well as say three barrels round yes well um bonnie and morn is a traditional song um I've Northumberland, i've been singing it since the 70s um but it has, yeah, it contains a, a, a sort of element of drone, but it wouldn't be typical, uh, as typical as, as some other, um, you know, pieces. There might be more on the um, the Cave Hill Ascension album and uh, various other, other albums. But, th- you know, Three Barrows Round does contain quite a bit of droning here and there. It's a very interesting 
style of music. If I hadn't have spent as much time as I had listening through the albums it sent to me, I don't think I'd have understood it and I don't think I'd have got it and enjoyed it. But now that I have spent the time with it, and especially speaking to you about it, it's kind of broadened my horizons and it's a, it's it's definitely a genre that I'll uh, pursue a bit more I think so thank you for that yes it's 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 a, it's a kind of uh, you kind of have to sink yourself into it, it yeah. uh, and and let it uh, take you over and a lot of people don't have time to do that these days uh, you know it's it's kind of seal yourself off for half an hour just and and a lot of people don't have the time but it's worth doing because it's I think it's very soothing yeah. and, it, and it's very uplifting in fact Feel quite good after. Awesome. Well, thank you for thank you for joining me and uh, taking time out for me. It's been awesome talking to you. Thanks very much, Richie. I'll send you those links. So that was the chat I had with Alison about Joan Folk. We didn't actually choose a song at the time. She, I asked her to choose a, a song, a, tune, a song tune that would best describe or best, you know, represent the genre and i got those through today and i've chose one of them so we're about you're about to listen to it for the first time wayne I'm and, my Kate, and i'm about to listen to it for the second time so here goes
So that was, and I had the name of the song written down. The song is So... No, it's not. The song is Tossing the Daisies from the So As to Preserve the Mystery album by United Bible Studies. And like I said, I think United Bible Studies is just one of the projects that she's involved with. Um, She sounds a lot like Sandy Toxvig, I thought. Uh, It was such an awkward genre. I was finding tracks that were 30 seconds long, and then I was finding tracks that were 30 minutes long and I was finding I, I, I just didn't understand it and talking to her helped me put things into place a bit and I, lo- I can listen to that now and I can just fall into it I can literally just fall into it and just like, like let it just yeah kind of let it overtake yeah, kind of thing it's, it's, it's beautiful and it's so nuanced and it's um, detailed it's you think of a drone, you think it's going to be droney, it's going to have no detail, but it does, and it's all, the, yeah, I, I, I do like it. And it, was a, it was a nice journey, it's probably the biggest journey I've been on with one of the genres that we've uh, done on the show, and I don't regret it one bit. So, yeah, what did you think of that song, Wayne? Um, yeah, you know, I like this style of music, I like the unthanks, and the unthanks fall into this category of drone. If you a few things about drone folk. So drone folk is a minimalist genre that that emphasises the use of sustained sound notes and tone clusters. It's typically typically characterised by lengthy audio programmes with with relative. Uh, relatively slight harmonics it's uh it's sort of formed or sort of came to prominence in the 60s in america it's re- regarded as being quite an avant-garde genre and uh, the founding fathers as they were uh people like lamont young velvet underground uh vashti bunyan people like that it sounds nothing like this by the way it's it's sort of in its earliest forms in the 60s you know um instruments that you can be used for drone focus stuff like didgeridoos bagpipes tamporas harmoniums and a shruti box now um alison mentioned about a shruti box do you know what a sh- anybody know what a shruti box is nobody says fucking awesome a box of shruties <laughs> yeah you put the shruti in and you just press no it's um it's an indian instrument and it has no keys it literally is just a bag of wind i know and a few you people turn these um you turn these keys to give you different tones and that's it and it just forces in and out and just gives you that as you heard in that song it gives you that steady drone that steady movement um <clears throat> and like i said she mentioned the unthanks definitely go out and check um the unthanks um original soundtrack to words or gummage uh, the scarecrow of scatterbrook that was on at christmas on the bbc their soundtrack is amazing and there's a song on there called the scarecrow knows which uses drone um a, d- a drone influence right the way through it's fantastic um song i really love you can hear all the elements that she's talking about she you know using old instruments you know the, the the old drone instruments mixed in with the new technology you know you can hear that phase coming to a head at the end and circling back on itself and getting faster and tighter yeah atmospheric and you know it, I, I love the fact that it takes its time yeah it's a really it's a really good song and kudos to you as well rich that's a hell of a journey to go on to mm. find out about this it's um it's it's very very good for TV and film, this type of music. It sets the scene perfectly. It's uh, it's very dramatic, it's very landscapey, as you'll have heard me already say probably in the conversation if you're listening to the show. Kate, did you like this? Um, no. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> um, I understand the importance.
importance of the genre and I really like the idea of, of minimalist uh, music and stuff but it's not for me um I don't really like spooky kind of stuff like that if that makes any sense but I do see it uh, working really well it's very cinematic it's very even though it is minimal it feels very lush to me sometimes and yeah the, the tone clusters and stuff is is it's a um, something that's going on and I don't know I, I mean I'm I very four chords and the truth kind of person so when it comes to to really cool ambient music like this I think that it just goes over my head so um but yeah it, it was definitely an experience to listen to it so I think when you 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 read out the description that you probably found on Wikipedia about it being minimalistic and everything it it is true and I think since it's 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 birth I think it's evolved from that. I think it's much more than that description. I think I think I think um, drone folk can be a little bit more detailed. I think there's co- there's complex detailing in this song. You know, it, it wasn't overly minimalistic. I don't think. No, maybe it's just me. But I think it's evolved from from that, and it's uh, transcended. It's it's uh, it's. Go on, Neil. Help me out. I'm struggling here. Okay, um, I'm struggling a bit because the song transported me somewhere and I'm not quite sure if I've made it back yet. <laughs> it, it made me it made me made me want to go and slay a dragon or at least an aardvark and, <laughs> and gave gave me the the sort of illusion that I probably could. That's what it's supposed to do. I don't yeah. know if this I don't I don't know if that was her intention. I didn't so, think don't know if she wrote this song thinking I want people to go out and slay aardvarks but you know yeah, it meant to take you somewhere. It was beautiful, unexpected, haunting, emotive. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> um, I think the whole and um, the way that conversation was going, just I was sort of vaguely listening from my other place. But you know, the whole thing about whether drone folk should be minimalistic or not. I totally respect the journey you've been on, Rich. The only thing I would say, and listen to the interview with Alison, I'm going to be really controversial and stick my neck out there and say I'm not convinced this is drone folk. And I'm not, it's bloody good. But I'm also not convinced that Alison is necessarily a drone folk artist. I think, because you kept referring, and I noticed a couple of times in the interview, you kept, you asked to explain how drone folk came about. And every time she kind of corrected you and brought it back to the drone. And I think the, the idea, drone, drone is sound um, and it can be used in a variety of different genres and I think that that's what I really got from that interview it's like drone is all around us but we don't really appreciate that it's there it's sort of a it's sort of a hidden not effect I've got um, mate. I know what a drone is. Yeah, it's like a sort of a um, yeah, it, it, it's sort of something that underpins a song, so it could be used in multiple genres. Uh, I'm not saying this isn't drone folk um, necessarily. What well, well, I, I think I, this I, had drone and it had folk in it. I I don't. I don't know if I still if I understand fully what drone folk is. I understand what drone is, and that's good enough for me because it was bloody amazing. If that makes sense, you, you, you got to think about where the instruments that that are used in drone folk come from. They come from the Middle East, you know. They come from India. You, you're talking about temporas. You're talking about harmoniums. They're all Indian. You know, there's only bagpipes really. You know, and that's up in um, you know Scotland. I'm pretty sure that probably originates from uh, Scandinavia as well. So it's roots line folk music, and and that's where the folk comes from. I think this is bang in the middle of drone folk. When 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 this is finished, Neil, go and listen to the Scarecrow Knows by the Young okay. Banks, and you'll 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 see it, you'll hear it because it, it has that. The underpinning you're talking about is it's just that. It's just the drone underneath it. You were saying in 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 the interview, Rich, about putting stuff on top of it, and you know it doesn't really do anything. 
that drone allows you to go and do other things with it. You know, you could put... I mean, you know who we blame for this, don't you? The Beatles get the fucking blame for this, for going off to India and, and going to that shrine, uh, that um, retreat, like and then coming back and putting out all those... Yeah, putting out all those Indian-inspired... They yeah, used drone in some of their using... songs. Um, yeah. Was it the, the, the start of that? Exactly. Exactly. That's feedback, but yeah. it inspired no, but, them to right, pretend whatever. that one of their it's members drone, had died. It's the White Album I'm thinking of. There's so much Indian influence in there and so much droning, you know, and, and you can put anything over the top of it. It's just an underpinning, it's just a foundation. That's all that's all the drone does. You know, I, I think this is a cracking find. Lovely. So there we go. Oh, that was the genre so, challenge. We uh, need a genre for next the, time. The important thing is, Rich, did you enjoy it? I did, I did. Uh, I, I, did you enjoy your quest? I did, and I, I, I <laughs> thought I was going to hate this. And for all intents and purposes, I should hate it, but I've learned to love it, so yes. Embrace the drone. Embrace the drone. We need we need a genre for next time for, I do believe it's... Think it's me? Neil. Neil. Is and it me or is it you, Wayne? You have last week's. So you know. Kate, yeah. you're going to help us choose that genre by choosing a letter from well, A first, to Z. Have you got of the all, Bible, Wayne? First, first of all, before, before you even go there, have you got a... Um, can you think of an obscure genre off the top of your head, Kate, that you'd like me to go away and research? It isn't an obscure genre, but there... Okay, this is a strange thing to talk about, but my two favourite movies in the entire world are garbage movies. They're awful. It's the Sgt. Pepper Lonely Hearts Club oh. Band remake with the Bee Gees and, like, Peter Frampton. Trash. Um... <laughs> And also, there's a, it, it blew up everywhere in... No, it blew up in Paris and Winnipeg. And this movie is called Phantom of the Paradise. And it's not a weird genre, but like that old rock opera stuff. But I Ooh. definitely suggest you guys watching Phantom of the Paradise because it is a trip. But I, I think you would Phantom enjoy. of the Paradise. Yeah, it's, um, it's great. Tonto... The- synth machine is in it that's why um that's how i got into it anyway because i I really like uh synths and stuff like that so um i would definitely recommend watching it and listening to the soundtrack because it's okay it's a time should we go with rock opera the genre is rock opera but that's not even like an obscure though because people know what rock operas are right yeah usually things like uh evanescence and um that would be no um rocky horror picture show yeah i'm talking Cult classics. That's rock opera. Like The Who, when they did that one. Is it Tommy? Is that Oh, there? yeah, Tommy. One of Tommy. my favourite films. Yeah. I love yeah. that film. Yeah, a great, yeah. great movie. I, 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 that's blown my mind that uh, there's a remake of... Um, did you say Yellow Submarine? No, it's um, no, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I found it at a thrift store. At a, ah. I think it's a VHS... And um, it's Steve Martin's in it. Aerosmith is in it. Uh, Alice Cooper. Like it's, but it's just a clusterfuck of just weird <laughs> garbage seventies Beatles covers. Like that it's not incredible. good, and that's why I love it that because sounds, it's that so sounds absolutely amazing. That's like um, that fucking awful Tom Cruise film, Rock, Rock of Ages. Oh, oh god! And, and has anybody had the displeasure well, of watching I that? I actually enjoyed it. Surprisingly fucking enough, <laughs> like that rock in there. Oh, it's two and a half hours of shit. <laughs> Fucking awful. Rock but it, it, it's it's so campy and so like everything I want. It, like there's no dialogue either. It's all music. It's 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 awful. But I definitely recommend watching it. It's my favorite movie in the whole world. Okay, so Neil, okay. a rock opera is a collection of rock music songs with lyrics that relate to a common story. Rock operas are typically released as concept albums and are not scripted for acting. 
which distinguishes them from operas, although several have been adapted as rock musicals. Mm, I think I'll enjoy that. That's, that sounds like it could be just as big Rush, a, an adventure as mine has been. Mm. Nah, Neil's oh, got yeah, his, well, I'm already thinking of songs I could bring. I'll try and find something <laughs> a bit more obscure. But, uh, should, we talk, yeah. should, should we put it out on Twitter 12? and see if we can get Listen some lesser-known artists to do it? By all means. Um... Uh, so, so how would that work? I, 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 I don't use Twitter. I'm a technophobe. We'd figure it out. All right. Yeah. If you can, if you can send, uh, put it, put it this, put it this way. If you can send some my way through the submissions, we can do I, that. I will consider them. Okay. I'm not necessarily saying I'm going to use them. They've got to be better than they've got to be better than the Who for a start. But, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's a really tough call. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go around and rewatch Tommy. I'm going to watch not the Phantom Menace. The Wiz. Uh, what was the one? Was the he Wiz. said? Did it? Oh my God! The Phantom of the Opera. Who said the Wiz? <laughs> Jeepers, creepers. You know, I've actually got a copy of The Wiz that somebody somebody lent me ages ago and I never gave back to him. I've never actually watched it. Should, should I dig that uh, out? Don't fucking watch it. No, I watched no, that when no, I was no, like on the shelf, and it don't, don't watch that. me so much. It's my a remake, like, of the, remake of The Wizard right? of Oz with Michael Jackson. Did you just say you watched it on a knee? No, I watched it when I was like eight. I thought you said you watched and... it while you was on a knee. <laughs> that might help. No, I've no. heard of it. <laughs> no, it was just, it was bad. Well, it's not bad. It's a, it's a classic, but it was just very scary for like an eight-year-old who loved musical theater to watch this and be like, what is going on? Yeah. Well, I'm intrigued now. I need to go watch it. Robin Crump, who used to be in a band with it, lent it. Oh, well, yeah. should give him back. Yeah. Well, I probably won't see him for a while because of lockdown, so I'll, I'll, I will watch it. It's still on my, still on my DVD shelf. Um, cool. I'll watch it in preparation for this. What was the film you recommended, um, Kate? Uh, Phantom something? Oh, Phantom of the Paradise. Phantom of the um, Paradise, that was it. I was thinking Phantom yeah. Venice. That's another awful Phantom film. Phantom of the Paradise is here. <laughs> It's it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, it bombed everywhere um, except for like Winnipeg and Paris. So when they had a huge screening of it in Calgary, because Tonto was here for uh, the National Music Center, it was an exhibit, um, the synth that was actually in the movie. And everybody who was in the audience was from Winnipeg. And, uh, and they have festivals there about it. They've got this huge cult about this one movie that they all adore. And I don't know why. So that's a fun fact of the day. Cool. Yeah, I think I'm going to enjoy this one. Okay, yeah. Uh, but then I thought I was going to enjoy Wizard Rock. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, moving on. So, yes, we just have one final section of the show to cover. I believe it's our artist spotlight round. Artist spotlight! I can't even be asked. It's just the artist spotlight. So, this is the section of the show that's all about our featured guest <laughs> artist. Uh, this week is Kate Stevens. So, normally I'd say, tell us what you're up to, Kate, but I think we kind of know at the moment. What? Yeah, so um, <laughs> we, we featured you before on the B-Sides show, I believe. Uh, bring us up to speed with what's what's happened since then. Um, yeah, it's been it's been crazy. We were, we were starting prep for a, a new single. And it's kind of weird to do remotely. Like I'm having people send me piano tracks and bass tracks and stuff. Um, and I'm sending them to my producer and, and it's all just kind of trying to get this coagulated before the release date, uh, which might be pushed back due to the current circumstances and current climate of everything that's going on. But yeah, I, I finished my first year of, uh, of university and uh, I'm, I'm living with my family 
we're all under the same house. My sister is a classical flautist, and she uh, goes to McGill, and, and she's Emily's famous. It's a whole thing, um, but no, but she's been practicing, so it's been it's been crazy having her home because I'll I'll try to sneak into the front room to practice, and she'll be in here doing her scales, and um, it's just it's it's strange to be to be in in in, a, in my family home with uh, with my family again, <laughs> embarrassed and, and and shy to sing in front of them, uh, just because I feel like I'm in high school again. I'm like, look at this we song put it up on I the wrote. Fridge? <laughs> but but yeah, it's yeah, literally like we were going through, we were cleaning up and stuff, and my mom found one of my old uh, journals and stuff with a bunch of my songs in it. She's like, "Oh, look at this!" And I was like, "Let's burn that. Let's get that away. From- I don't need to hear any of those songs anytime soon." But yeah, it's been it's been strange, and and I have a couple artist friends who are definitely hurting. Like I had a couple friends who had to cancel world tours and and um, and stuff like that. So I, I'm I'm on the luckier side that. I just had a bunch of shows lined up for the summer, but nothing too extreme um, to go and perform at. So, yeah. It's a very strange time for artists. It's, uh, I mean, we, we kind of have this conversation every week with, with, with our guests. It's like, uh, I suppose, it's, it's that nobody really knows where it's going and, you know, where, 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 where the end yeah. is at the moment. But uh, it's good that you're keeping yourself busy. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I've taken up walking like a suburban white mom. I, I, I go out and, and, and walk around my neighborhood and, and complain if I don't get enough steps in for the day. So it's, uh, it's, it's been, it's been a, a definite change. And, and uh, mentally and like mental health wise, I think that artists are struggling a lot right now because you need that kind of creative release of performing. And, and um, I'm not prompted to write, you know, like I'm not prompted to practice because I don't have a huge show that I need to pre- prepare for. And yeah, it's just been... It's been weird, and I'm excited to see how the music industry uh, is affected, like, like going forward. Like, how is this going to shape our world? Like, I know that there are people doing drive-in concerts, and, um, and there's a lot of live streams going on, like, every single night. So I don't know if the market's been flooded with live streams and, and stuff like that, but we'll see. So. So how do you find, um, and you, men- you mentioned about um, it being weird sort of uh, receiving tracks. Uh, remotely and uh, sort of sort of collaborating with 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 with, with other people. Uh, how mm-hmm. do you find that that differs to face to face? Because I mean, I think with with technology the way it is today, you can pretty much do everything you can from home that you can you can do from yeah, the studio. Exactly. But you, you can, but you can't at the same time. There's something. There's a very. Does it define as like a dynamic missing? Oh, hundred percent. I am. I am a huge, huge lover of live off the floor tracks and sessions like that, and having all of my band members uh, together and and really doing it. So I say, oh, like that needs to be tweaked or that riff needs to be changed. And it's so easy to do it when you're right there, but you have to send the email now. You have to text them to say, hey, did you get my email? And it's just and they're active on Facebook, so you know they're looking at their phone. <laughs> so it's just it's a it's a it's a different world we're living in right now. But um, yeah bedroom pop is a new genre that's that's completely skyrocketed because it's it's that kind of low produced um just expressing your feelings and and putting them out on the internet and uh and yeah it's cool and i and i think that stadium shows aren't going to be coming back too soon so we're going to see how how larger artists handle this and and what's going on it's very possible daniel beddingfield did well with it yeah and that was Mm -hmm. without a global pandemic so uh the the, the song you brought for us skate is right choice is that is that right (laughs) was that that the right choice yeah so uh this is (laughs) <laughs> was that the right choice? That's a good bit. 
um, in my friend group now is they, they try to try to say it, but with like synonyms and stuff, they're like, oh, that was a good idea. Like it's not, it's like, it's a huge bit. But yeah, the song called Right Choice, I wrote it back a couple Decembers ago, but boy, as all my songs are, but we were at, okay, here's a weird thing. My uh, best friend in the whole world, her dad is a, is a DJ, but he only DJs in like Amsterdam and Holland because they're super super Dutch. But they, uh, his, her dad plays a, a mixture of '70s disco and '80s disco at these weird underground DJs that happen in Calgary. And so I was there and and I saw another, uh, I saw a boy, and uh, it was kind of like our eyes locked across the room and, and everything slowed down and it was just perfection. So I went over and talked to him. Um, and then we started talking for the weeks going forward. And then I got a message over Facebook Ooh. from his girlfriend. Um, and she was like, hey, you know that guy you're talking to? He has a girlfriend. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so then I told him, I was like, you're going to have to choose. Um, is it going to be me or is it going to be her? Yeah, he made the right choice for about two months. And then I broke up with him. But Excellent. it made for a good song. So <laughs> I Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely get in the disco vibe from it. I think it, um, it, it scared me when I first started listening to it because I, I, I thought uh, this is dangerously close to, to jazz. I, yeah, I, 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 I grew I, up singing did, jazz. Did, did, as uh, Rich and Wayne will tell you, I'm not a big fan of jazz, but uh, but I like this. The, it was, it was, it was very, no. it was very. Yeah, he's a wanker like that. It was very inoffensive, light jazz. I think inoffensive i dig it, I dig it. <laughs> yeah i uh, yeah i enjoyed it a lot yeah have, uh, have you guys got anything to add oh i i dig your vibe yeah it's uh <laughs> yeah I, I, I love the production on it's great the, the musically but it's just it's just a brilliant song oh yeah, You've got yeah the production's absolutely amazing fantastic voice mm, oh, yeah, uh, for the listeners that don't remember from last time i was going somewhere with that and i've lost it so if our <laughs> listeners want to follow you and stalk you and hunt you down come around and play with you mm-hmm. where, where can they do shoot that? you in the face with a crossbow shoot you in the f- i was like do all of them have crossbows too like this is gonna be a yeah i i'm most active on my instagram i was just looking at Kate that steven's official yeah yeah uh so sauce me a follow and, and i put all of my stuff over there i also have facebook just kate stevens spotify apple music wherever you consume your music really is where consume I your I'm music at, so, yeah. i like that we, we i'm stealing that now I'm just checking out your Instagram. Yeah. Your last photo was your... <laughs> looks like you're in the shower squeezing your face. <laughs> it's been so weird to... Because um, for content on Instagram and stuff, I I like to just kind of post and just show people what I'm doing. And I think that that's super, super important to just kind of be authentic on there. So a lot of it's just me goofing off and, and being ridiculous. But that was a selfie that I had to... I posted because I was like, ooh, I'm lacking on content this month. Is that a baritone so, yeah. ukulele you have there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And a guitar. And, oh, you're in lingerie there. Wow. Um, yeah, you're very active on Instagram. So. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Uh, so, yep, yeah, check out. Fucked you up in it, though. So, uh, <laughs> check out Kate Stevens. All over the internet, in all the different places, Facebooks and the like. Okay, you're embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, takes a lot to embarrass her, Rich. Uh, and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna hand it over to Wayne. We're gonna. I'm a woman on the internet. I don't think you can really embarrass. Hand it over to Wayne to finish off. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, yeah, okay. We spoke back in January, and the first thing I want to say is, I'm, I'm really sorry because I said, yeah, oh, it's going to be a hell of a year for you. And then, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> apologies for so that. This is all you. <laughs> This was all you. <laughs> uh, going, going to your song, yeah, I, I feel like it's a more playful, um, it's got a more playful edge than, than meant for me. You know, it's kind of cheeky, like you say, it's mm-hmm. got that sort of disco vibe. I'm loving the, the, the funky jazz guitar in that, it's just brilliant. And you've got that lovely warm bass underneath it. And uh, yeah, great story to the song as well, you know, it comes, uh, it's not abstract at all, it, it is what it is, you know. To a guy torn between yeah. two girls, or um, a girl laying down the law, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. We, we always say on the podcast, we, you can tell when a song is birthed from experience. And I think there's a sincerity behind it that you can't make up. Uh, and I, I think that's definitely present. Yeah, it's, de- it's definitely present Thank in you, his dance you're doing on Instagram as well. That's definitely genuine. <laughs> Stop <laughs> stalking the guests to live on it. Oh, So, yeah. Uh, so next time then our next guest on the next episode is going to be who do you think is going to be Wayne have a guess while I, while I have a look and try and find out Alex Sid again oh, no it's Harry Harry oh, of Windsor Sam Hardiman okay. Sam, Sam Hardiman, Hardiman. He, he, he did the festival for us didn't he he, did, he didn't do the whole thing he, no, he, he, had, he, played, he, he played at the festival he, played, he yeah. played at the festival didn't he he played at the festival he's, he's friends with Ema so, yeah. uh, so he will be with us next time. Is he the one who played towards the end of the day or in the middle? I think he played towards yeah, the end he of played, the day. He played about eight o'clock, he played the piano. Yeah. Yes. He played, yes, he was very good. Yes, I remember him. Yeah, he was good, yeah. yeah. So he'll Irish be joining chap. us. Uh, the genre will be uh, rock opera, brought by rock Neil opera. and... The likes, yeah. I think we finished there, guys. I thought I'm going. I'm going. I've had enough now. This this one has has been a long haul. Well, just before we go, <laughs> remember to check out Gracie Martin, the So Beautifuls, Iniana Sarkis. Am I pronouncing that right? And uh, April events, and uh, of course, obviously check out uh, our artist Kate, Kate Stevens. Yeah, uh, find and check us. out some drone folk. It's it's worth a listen to. Yes, and you can find us on all of the different platforms as 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 I've stated so many times in the past on Spotify, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, iTunes, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, Castbox. Podbean, Podchaser, Deezer, and other places. Please go on Apple on Apple for us. This this is a big ask because this this helps us a lot. Go on Apple and give us a rating of hope you know preferably five stars and a rating and a review if if you could be so kind because that gets us out there and if we get out there the artists get out there because we're playing them and that's what this is all about also we are going we're, 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 we're after a what's it called a, a, an award uh, the, oh yes um, let's have a look uh, I, I just had it british british podcast awards is it we are up for a british oh podcast award so you yeah Go to BritishPodcastAwards.com forward slash vote and type into the uh, search box YHHTMPC or you haven't heard this music podcast and give us a vote. So do that, please. That would be fun. You can find that link that I just said in the show notes if you need to. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and, do uh, that. But, but- also buy some products for your beard. Buy some beard products and buy some t-shirts. We've got merch and shit. Yeah, we're just selling ourselves now. So we're, we're if you do not have a beard, beards will be provided. All you need is time. Yeah. 
Right, we're going. I've had enough. Right. Okay, so at the end of the show, just want to thank Kate Stevens for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, join us next time. In the meantime, I've been Richie. I've been Wayne. Neil. And she's been... I'm Kate. Thanks for listening. <laughs> if indeed. Goodbye. Now I'm off to slay an aardvark. Goodbye. Okay, last one. Hold on. I still remember that song so
Introducing the new loaded scratchers from DC Lottery. These scratchers are loaded with cash prizes of $50, $100, $500, $1,500, $5,000, and chances to win up to $250,000. These games are absolutely stuffed, jammed, overflowing. You might even say, loaded? Play the games that are packed with $7.5 million in cash prizes. Get your loaded scratchers today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.